بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم بارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وبعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدى هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار my brothers my sisters in islam when abu talha al ansari who was the husband of a very righteous woman by the name of Umm Sulaim, the mother of Anas ibn Malik, the servant of the Prophet Abu Talha al-Ansari, when he was an old man and he had become very old in his age and Allah had blessed him with many, many children. They said up to 12 children and all of them, the Quran, all of them who were mujahideen in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was once reading a verse in the Quran, in Surah Tawbah, verse number 41 surah number 9 verse number 41 where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says infiru khifafan aw thiqala wajahidu fi sabilillahi bi amwalikum wa anfusikum he said jahizuni jahizuni let me explain what this verse first says he said infiru allah subhanahu wa said infiru meaning go out in the path of allah and to do nafar is to move quickly or to go in a group in a gathering to go out very quickly with every single provision that you have accessible to you. So go out in the path of Allah, quickly go out in the path of Allah. Then Allah uses two adjectives and He says, khifafan aw thiqala. What does khifaf mean? The Arabs used to understand khafif, to be someone who is light. And khifaf used to be used for a term to indicate someone who is very young. So go out in the path of Allah, whether you are a young man, Awthiqala, meaning you are heavy and old, meaning your bones have become heavy, right? And everything feels heavy because now you can't even carry your own body because you are so weak and frail. So that's why the word thaqil is used for the one who is actually old. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, go out in the path of Allah whether you are a young man or an old man. Wajahidu and struggle in his path amwalikum with wanfusikum and with your wealth and with yourselves, with your wealth and with your souls and yourselves and your body, struggling in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what did he say? He said to his abna, his his children, he said, Jahizuni, Jahizuni, meaning prepare me, prepare me. I want to go out now. I want to go out now. So his children said, Ya Abba, you know, Abati, oh my father, Yani, we are you know, 11 or 12 in number, we will be enough for you. We are young, we will fight for you. You don't need to fight anymore, you're an old man, Allah has given you an excuse. Allah has given you an excuse to not struggle in His path. He said, but Allah has said, Allah has said that. So, he kept on insisting until they put his body armor on and he went and he fought in one of the battles. And his children used to tell him regularly, you fought with Rasulullah until he passed away. You fought with Umar until he passed away. You fought with Abu Bakr also until he passed away. Now, why do you need to keep on fighting, oh, 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 oh my father? He said, I need to keep on fighting. 
because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said so, it doesn't matter what age you are at. So he insisted on it until they said that he fought in one of the battles with Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu in one of the naval battles when Muawiyah had taken over the naval battle. Alhamdulillah, he passed away and he had shahad and they could not find a place to bury his body. For seven days, his body was on a ship. Wallahi, you can't keep a fish for half a day before it starts stinking on top of a ship. And his body was perfect, did not smell, did not stink, did not decay. And bi'idhnillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given him shahada. Ya akhwati, in the same way, Amr ibn al-Jamuh, one of the great Sahabi of the past. Amr ibn al-Jamuh was also a Sahabi who had attained an old age and he kept on insisting, he had four sons, he kept on insisting from his, from his, uh, uh, his, father, his uh, children to let him go. His children said, no, no, you have become too old until they said Amr ibn al-Jumay was so old that he could not see properly from his eyes. He had that weakness and his, and his uh, uh, skin was, uh, was you know, so loose that you could actually pull it off his limbs. So he kept on insisting to go out in the path of Allah to struggle in his path. And so what did, what did his children say? Say, no, 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 you're not, you're not my dad. You're just too old. You can't go. Because if you go, then one of us will have to carry you even there. How are we even going to, you know, get you to fight? He was, he was that old. And so he insisted, he went to the Prophet ﷺ and said, Ya Rasulullah, my children are forbidding me from fighting. Please let me fight so that I may attain shahada. So the Prophet ﷺ told him, saying, as for you, you have an excuse to not fight. But if you insist on fighting, he turned towards his children and he said, do not stop your father. Perhaps your father will attain shahada. So his father fought in the battle of Uhud and he did attain shahada, alhamdulillah. And the Prophet ﷺ said about Amr ibn al-Jumuh, do you know what he said? He said, there are certain people on this dunya who if they say, oh Allah, I swear by you, you're going to do this. Oh Allah, I swear by you, you're going to do this. Law aqsamu ala Allahi la abarrahu. You know what does that mean? Meaning if they swear by Allah, oh Allah, do this for me. Oh Allah, get this. Oh Allah, answer my dua. Allah will answer his dua. That is a man by the name of Amr ibn al-Jumuh. What was the difference between such people and the way that we are today? Is that they were quick to sacrifice and they were full in their sacrifice in whatever was required for the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They didn't hold back. They didn't think it was a holiday. They didn't think it was not today. Tomorrow I'll do it. They didn't think of that at all. They were ready to do it whenever the time called for and whenever the need was there. My brothers, my sisters in Islam, this is what separated them from us. In the tafsir of this very verse, in surah number 9, verse number 41, Imam al-Qurtubi rahimahullah reports many narrations. One of the narrations he reports, al-Qurtubi in his tafsir, he narrates, is an old man from Sham, from uh, Syria, Jordan, around that area, from Sham, that was so old that his eyebrows, that his forehead had become so, you know how they be, when people become old and they lose body weight and they become thin and the skin flaps over until they said his forehead was flapping over his eyes until he couldn't even see. He said such was a man at this age that we saw him fighting in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in my time. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Infiru khifafan aw thiqala. Wa jahidu bi amwaliku wa anfusikum dhalikum khayrul lakum in kuntum ta'lamun. That is better for you if you only knew. Ya ikhwati, it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what situation you are. It doesn't matter what strength you are. It doesn't matter how much wealth you have. It doesn't matter whether you're sick or you are, uh, you are healthy. 
It doesn't matter. Every single person this verse applies to. Struggle in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not give excuses. Do not find excuses. Every day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses you for his cause. Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala counting you amongst his ansar. And so never ever be of those people who weaken in this cause. Aqulu qawli hadha. Wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li muslimin min kulli dhammin fastaghfiruh. Innahu al-ghafur rahim. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Yaqwati was reported in the history books of Ibn Sa'ad, Tabaqat Ibn Sa'ad, which is one of the books of history. And Ibn Sa'ad wrote a long history biography of the Prophet and also of Islamic history. In that he reports the biography of one of the most amazing young men by the name of Musa ibn Amir. And there he reports that Musa ibn Amir was one of the most brightest, one of the most handsome, one of the most uh, beautiful people that walked on the face of this earth in Mecca. He was so beautiful that all the women would look out, out of his house, out of their houses, vying for and wanting to get, take a glimpse of this beautiful man called Musa ibn Amir. But he accepted Islam, you see, when Rasulullah was in Dar al-Arqam, Abil Arqam, and he was preaching once Musa ibn Amir passed by, he saw the Prophet accept, and then he accepted Islam. But then he kept his Islam hidden until, unfortunately, his parents found out. Then they imprisoned him. They imprisoned him in a dungeon in Makkah. Can you imagine how hot that is? They imprisoned him in a dungeon in Makkah until the Prophet gave him an excuse to make a hijrah to Habasha, to Ethiopia. So that's what they did. He was from the first group or the first few groups that actually went off to Habasha. He stayed there, alhamdulillah, until, until the second group went. He went with them. He was there. He stayed there until, Makkah, until Medina was, uh, was opened up. Then he returned to Medina with the Muhajireen from Habasha, alhamdulillah, until he stayed with the Prophet ﷺ until the second year of Hijrah, second year after Hijrah, when the Battle of Uhud took place. And it was said that when he passed away in the Battle of Uhud, that they could not find a piece of cloth that could cover his head and his feet at the same time. Yaqwati, such was Musa ibn Umair. And one of the Sahaba who was narrating this, he says, Wallahi, I saw Musa ibn Umair when he was a young boy and his skin was soft as silk from the extreme pampering that his parents would do. And I saw him on the day that he died. Wallahi, his skin was as scaly as a snake's skin as scaly as the, as, the, as the skin of a snake. Yekhwati, people who struggle, struggle for the cause of Allah will find difficulty and hardship. But it is the most contentment, contenting thing. It is the thing that gives you the most contentment. Subhanallah. Struggling in the path of Allah and these difficulties that you face from the difficulties of heat and pressure, the difficulties of loss of life and money, from the difficulties of uh, problems with your family and others. These are difficulties that every single person faces. Yeah. And you will face it, no doubt about this. If you want to jump high, you have to bend lower. When you bend lower, you lose your height. But then that's the only way you can jump up higher. In the same way, Yehuti, you're not going to be able to excel in the path of Allah until some heat comes to you, some difficulty comes to you, until your skin becomes scaly like the skin of snakes. And then and only then, after Allah has tested you to that limit, then and only then will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala success come. As our Shaykh used to say, there is no rahmah, there is no mercy for a believer. 
until, or there is mercy, but what he meant was no raha. There is no rest for a believer, right? No raha, no rest for a believer until he gets over the bridge. There is no rest. If you think your life is going to be rest and you're looking for peace and, and serenity and a day of sleep and slumber and whatever else you're looking for, then you are a fool. You're just a fool because you just, you're somebody who Allah has not chosen for his cause. If you are chosen for the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for his path, then you will have difficulty and you will not rest until you get over the bridge and then an eternal ease will follow. Alhamdulillah, bi'idhnillah, in the Jannat al-Na'im. So if you're not ready for that, Ikhwani, then may Allah give you some comfort in this dunya. فَمَا لَهُمْ مِنْ آخِرَةِ مِنْ خَلَقِ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَا And they did not ask anything for the Akhirah. فَمَا لَهُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنْ خَلَقِ وَالَّذِينَ قَالُوا As for those who say رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَا وَقِنَ عَذَابَ النَّارِ قَالَ الْعُلَمَاءِ The scholars of Islam said حَسَنَا in this dunya is for Allah to choose you to be His Ansar. That is Hasana. That is the good life. The good life that we have understood Hasana in this dunya is not the money and the comfort. That is not the good life we're asking Allah for. The good life we're asking Allah for is the heart, is the good life, the contentment in the heart that Allah chooses you for His cause and gives you Jannah in this dunya before the Akhirah. As Shaykh Al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimullah said, in this dunya is a Jannah. He who does not enter the Jannah of this dunya will never enter the Jannah of the Akhirah. And what is that except contentment with Islam and struggling for the cause of Allah The contentment gives you, wallahi, that is the Jannah in this dunya. ثُمَّ عَنَمَ أَيُّهَا الْمُسْلِمُونَ أَنَّ اللَّهَ أَمَارَكُمْ فِي الْقُرْآنِ الْكَرِيمِ قَائِلَ الْجَلَّ جَلَالُ وَتَقَدَّسَتْ أَسْمَأُهُ إِنَّ اللَّهُ مَلَائِكَةَ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِيَّ أَيُّ الَّذِينَ آمُنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات المؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات اللهم انصر دينك وكتابك وسنة نبيك صلى الله عليه وسلم عباد الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينحى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكر الله العظيم الجليل ذكركم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون قيم الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر